0: Let's go. Hey there, welcome to RepairCast, the Supply and Demand podcast. We're your hosts, James, Jake, and Haley. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're new, thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about the brand today. We're going to talk about Supply and Demand, what Supply and Demand is, how we started, how it came to be, and uh, what it's going to be. So with that, I'll turn it over to our fearless CEO owner, Jake Osborne. Me? Are you sure you want
1: me to talk about it? (laughs) Okay, well, I'm gonna give my best shot here. Um, yeah, so supply and demand, I'm gonna put it out as it is a generic brand that was started to combat pricing and develop competition. And it's there for consumer, but also for businesses as well. The intention really to make products available and feasible, uh, and to pass those costs on whether it be to a business or to a consumer. Our goal, really, uh, with supply and demand is uh, we are in constant innovation and constantly bringing in new products, constantly involved in manufacturing. Our goal is to be the biggest generic retail brand for appliance replacement parts, HVAC parts. And when we mean North America, we mean North America. So we mean Canada and we mean, we mean Mexico, too. So, you know, our focus is really to battle those uh, three countries and to give consumers and businesses access to not just one avenue for product between us and another brand. I think our main objective is to give the product a retail feel to it so that a business or consumer can purchase it, buy it, resell it so that the consumer can have this product in their hand within days and not weeks or months. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can fix it quickly, uh, affordably, and um, you know we hope that we can keep the brand moving constantly. I mean, we're adding um, fifty to sixty new products um, per month in many cases, and so um, that's a high volume. You're, you're talking about um, yeah. uh, anywhere from five hundred to seven hundred new SKUs a year, and. Um, Some of the SKUs are old SKUs that come from old product that we're developing, and some of it's new stuff that's actually maybe only been on the market for a
2: few years.
0: Yeah,
1: so supply and demand is basically your generic access to appliance replacement parts, HVAC replacement parts, and tools as well that may pertain to those two subjects in particular. I think we're super excited about uh, what we got in front of us constantly focusing on marketing. Yep. And constantly focusing on education, helping the consumer. You know, I wish we would have started uh, YouTube 10 years ago like everybody else. Um, Our main objective is to get the parts into people's hands. I feel like the ceiling is uh, so high, especially with different countries, you know, when you're dealing with uh, Canada and and the United States and Mexico. And so it it makes it a unique and also sometimes a, a guessing game as far as like what works well in each one of the countries. Our specific goal again is to make a cheap, quality product at the end of the day, benefits everybody. What do you
2: think? Haley. Yeah, with all of the marketing that I've done, I don't I also don't think I've ever said what I do. I do marketing. So if you <laughs> if you follow us on Instagram, if you watch our YouTube videos, James and I both work on those. If you watch any of our YouTube shorts, or if you watch this, I edit this podcast. If you've received our parts and it has the instructions or inserts, I've worked on that and through doing that i feel like i've learned quite a bit every day yeah oh yeah yeah like having no background in this whatsoever i feel like through doing like instructions and the packaging and editing videos that james will film at his house my house Yeah. yeah and you'll send to me and I'll edit them I'm like wow I didn't realize this was this easy I didn't realize this was this easy to do and it's very true yeah yeah well
1: half the problem with the, uh, the industry is how do you get into it yeah that's really half of it if you, if you can get into it a lot of times you know the other half is diagnosing it properly actual yeah work
2: yeah
1: off. as long as you know how to cut the power off and do all that it's, yeah it's probably the easiest part once you learn how to get in the The industry is crazy because mm. there are so many parts and I don't know if you ever go to Lowe's or Home Depot, but every two years, there's like a completely different line of appliances on the floor. It's constantly being updated, which is which is kind of fun, but it's also challenging for consumers as these things also break at supply and demand. Our job is to jump in, and to find these parts that are breaking constantly or causing consumer headaches, and we hopefully can find a solution for them as far as yeah. the item that is not going to break the bank, and where they don't have to go buy a new appliance, and where they can actually, you know, get it quickly and fix it possibly with some information too. Mm-hmm. And so that's the idea. Is like we've always talked about how James talks about empowering the customer. Yeah. yeah, it's basically what the brand is about. It's about empowering the, the consumer.
2: Okay, so I have edited our product photos and things yeah. like that. And I've seen like OEM versions of our parts and stuff like that. And you honestly can't tell the difference right. in the feel, the quality, or the look of it whatsoever.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. the goal. That's the goal. The that's goal, the goal yeah. To, yeah, the goal is to make a product that is as equal, if not even better quality because the consumer doesn't want to have to fix it again. Yeah. You know, if they don't have to. And so our goal with manufacturing, our goal with the product itself is, whether we're building kits or building information, is to definitely provide the consumer with a product that maybe was better than what was originally on there. And in so, in so many cases, if the consumer were to go out and buy the OEM and then go out and buy the supply and demand product, it might possibly open the package up, and they could literally not tell the difference. We want to make it that way in many ways, so that the consumer can trust the product. How did this
0: amazing brand get started?
2: Would you like to? I was not there.
0: I was I was literally up all night when uh, supplying demand came to fruition. We had gotten a team together and Jake had put together a kind of a a logo contest like let's see what you think this company will be or and actually me and Jake had talked about it you know and we had talked about we got to give the customers what they want you know that's that's essentially what any business is doing. Give the customers what they need what's in demand supply and demand and so I just kind of I just kind of mashed it together and I said supply in demand supplying demand that's exactly what we do and so we kind of got together everybody liked the simplicity of you know just that little change supplying demand we put together a logo contest which is uh kind of what you see on our shirts now put it all together but it was exciting it was exciting to come together to start the brand and then uh and then to go from there and kind of start with that vision of what do we want to do we want to bring stuff to customers quickly and stuff that they want, parts that they want. Okay, well then the next step is where do we get these parts from? How do we make these parts? How do we make these parts better? How do we make these parts more practical, more affordable? Uh, and then it just, we just kind of went through one hurdle at a time as we built this business over the last several years. But yeah, just starting with the brand name and getting a logo and then getting a vision behind it, just continuing to be consistent on that vision uh, over the last several years has been a great experience. And now with the addition of Haley, our marketing team, now we can bring that vision and that brand to life and give it to our customers. So, you know, it hasn't been very many people involved in this process uh, as we go along, relatively speaking, but we're doing it and we're crossing every hurdle and we're making great parts. We're bringing it to customers. That's essentially the vision of Supply and Demand.
1: Um, From a consumer standpoint, obviously we have built the trust there. We've been doing this for over a decade. Um, But as far as like, how did we get to here? Well, uh, James and I were full service technicians. We knew of the industry and how it operated. We were frustrated with not being able to have access or we were frustrated as service providers having to gouge consumers because the oem uh, wanted to charge such a high price and only having one option just one option just one avenue You know, a prime example would be if you were trying to fix your car and you had no auto zone, you had no O'Reilly's, you had no advanced auto. You could only just go to the dealership. Um, And and that's kind of how the appliance industry has been for years. And back to how we did this was, you know, we were in the industry with our families for decades. I mean, my uncles ran a business down in Miami, Florida in the 80s. And uh, that's kind of how the fruition of the repair industry in our family came about. And then it kind of moved and then came up into Tennessee, where we are now. And uh, we've evolved that. We ran a parts store. We're a specific distributor. We only sold for the OEMs. And uh, we played that game too. You know, it would be frustrating to have a consumer come in and we'd be like, yeah, this is the part you need. And they'd be like, great, great, fantastic. Well, can I get that part? Well, first off, it's uh, it's going to cost you eighty five dollars, and they're like, "It's a knob." That's it's how much just, the OEM going to charge. They're going to yeah. charge eighty five dollars.
2: It's an older part. It's not that so, easy to come by. Well,
1: people just, we just, you know, go bonkers. They leave the store upset. They be mad at our store. Oh yeah, because we we know we couldn't provide them access. So part of it too was an evolution of you know our business in many ways not wanting to disappoint our local customers that we were at the time dealing with and so i think um, from service to be, being a distributor of parts for years we obviously learned the industry knew of the industry and that helped a lot so for anybody out there who's wanting to start your own business do understand that like um, you would want to get involved into this industry and be involved in it for a while because a lot of it is one networking you need yeah. to know your people in the industry because they're going to open the doors for you. If you ever want to start a brand on your own, you're going to need uh, some investment money because you're going to have to invest in the IP. You're going to have to invest in the UPCs. I guess one UPC in particular if you want to protect yourself. And then you also want to you know, invest into content, quality content. Then that doesn't even include things like
2: equipment, the
1: product, the equipment the branding itself that's your branding on
0: the
2: product.
1: So it, it takes a
0: lot of effort, so but it can be done. A really good point that you pointed out was that it didn't it didn't start at the marketing meeting. I know that's you know, when we when we developed supply and demand when it's when it came to fruition. a uh, really good point you made was that we had learned the craft. We had been in the industry. I enjoyed repairing appliances. I enjoyed uh, talking to customers, meeting new people. I enjoyed helping them. I enjoyed going into their house, fixing their appliance. It was never about money. We never got paid on commission, uh, or at least I didn't. But it was nice just going into people's houses and uh, and and just helping them because you would go in and they are just you know they have this grim look on their face. They had to take the day off work to stay home and you get there and they're hoping you can fix it and so uh you know you always tried to stay prepared you always tried to kind of predict what was going to happen at the call before you even got there and so uh so it was nice Uh, and i really enjoyed that part of the job driving around meeting new people and fixing things it was fun Uh, i just really enjoyed it but we were able we were kind of able to turn that passion between both of us that me and jake shared into this brand, into this company, into this vision of um, how can we also help others?
1: Yeah, and that's, and, and we're continuing to evolve that. Like you said, our, yeah. our goal is to be the biggest generic retail brand. That's our goal. Our goal is to like take everything we've learned from the past and push it into the brand. And, and that's basically what we're doing. Hopefully one day you can go into a hardware store. You can uh, be able to find a few items here and there on the shelves that, might be some of our product. Yeah, if a consumer buys something, you are not wrapped into any type of contract with us. The product has a self-involved warranty. If you're a hardware store and you resell our product, what's the warranty process? You know, we'll we'll guide you through that. And so not only do we give you access to things of that nature, but we're gonna be way above and beyond OEM because we're gonna have not only an easier way to communicate, but we can also give you access to product a lot quicker. You know, if you call an OEM yeah. for a warranty, a lot of times they won't even let you get the part. They're like, we'll send a service
0: tech out there. And <laughs> if you're a hardware store or business, you're like, I, I don't need no service tech. I just need the part, you know? And that service tech is just kind of like a, a liability between the manufacturer or the OEM. And uh, they the service tech just has to come out there, diagnose it properly, go through all the steps. Is this the part that's broken? Uh, me and Jake have shown up on thousands of calls and you know, we show up and it's, Oh, this is what's wrong. No, no, it's not. We're, we're going to diagnose it, go through it properly. And usually we ended up saving the customer a lot of money, uh, cause we found the problem that was causing the issue, but you got to dig deep into the, the, the appliance and know what you're doing. So, but we're trying to provide practical in demand repair parts, Uh, for the consumer these other things, control boards and things like that, you know, we can't carry every part, but we're trying to carry the most in demand practical items that get replaced uh, pretty consistently. And we're trying to do it with better products and uh, with a little bit, hopefully better integrity and a better longevity uh, for the appliance. With supply and demand, you're going to get
1: that one-year warranty like we've talked about. And so, you know, we do have a kind of a qualification for the warranty. We basically say if you install it on a product that it's not supposed to go on or you install it on a model that doesn't fit, we actually don't apply the warranty to that. The warranty we apply to as being you know, you are putting it on to a product that's supposed to go on or a model that's supposed to fit. And then if anything happens to that within a year, we will replace it free of charge. A service company, for instance, they can pass that warranty on to a consumer. You know, keep your receipt as a service company. The consumer calls you six months later, says my igniter, and my oven went out. You go out there and you're like, oh man, it did go out. Okay, well, we bought this product through supply and demand back in June, and it's uh, November. And so it's only been five months. And so they hit us up and we say, well, yep, we got a record of you guys buying it in June. And what's your model number? They give us a model number. We say, that's a fit. And we don't tussle with you any more than that. We send you a new igniter right to your business again. you can go out there and put it back on the consumers' appliance I mean, yeah, we're not going to pay for the labor uh, yeah. so that's just part of the repair part of the you know the um, the cost of doing business you
0: know? And a lot of a lot of consumers or uh, they they just think that the part, is supposed to last forever, and the and the important part to remember is that there are uh, multiple parts on an appliance interacting with each other simultaneously at the same time. So, if a part wears down and breaks, and it, and then you replace it and it breaks again, it may not be that part's issue. It could be another part putting excess stress on that part. But you just that's where the diagnosis and knowing what you know, Jake and I know through the appliance industry on a technical basis helps with diagnosis because then you're not replacing the part that breaks you actually find what the problem is and fix that first so uh that's one of the things to keep in mind as a consumer because i know all of us we we find a broken part we throw it on there and we're like yes Uh, and it's, it works and it works for, you know, one night, one load and then breaks again. And you're well, an example of that is the little fuses. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. Like I remember working the storefront, um, because when I started here, I was in customer service. Yes. And like when I was working on the storefront, people would come in and they're like, I need another one of these little fuses. It broke. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, how many times have you replaced that? Oh, this is my yeah. fifth or sixth one, and it's like See, maybe that's not the problem.
0: Right. And that example right there, that's a that's a perfect example that Haley brought up of uh, customers uh, buying a thermal fuse because it was popped. Well, why did it pop? Well, the thermal fuses pop. You know, sometimes they just pop, but usually there's a reason. It was a clogged vent or a grounded heater. It stayed on too hot. What was the reason that caused that thermal fuse to pop? If you can't find any other reasons. Maybe it was just that thermal fuse, but if you put a thermal fuse on and it pops, it's not the product's fault. Uh, It's just, there was a problem. The product was doing its job. It was cutting off the uh, power to the heater, and it was probably just something up the line, like a vent or an electrical issue. One of
1: the things we focus on here is today, for instance, One of our product um, personnel and our head um, pricing magnet, he he saw something that he wanted to add because people have constant issues with ice makers not working. And initially they want to blame it on the ice maker itself. You know, he went through and he updated everything and he said, you know what, ice makers cannot make ice because one, the temperature's not low enough. Two, it could not be making ice because you have clogs either in the line where the water valve pushes the water through or... Mm -hmm you have the water valve not operating correctly, um, or you have something else that has uh, caused uh, the ice maker to freeze over, such as moisture's getting into the unit. There's so many things that can cause yeah. simultaneous moment to happen. We're trying to also educate the customer and help the consumers in many ways so that they don't have to spend money basically trying to help the consumer save money so they can spend it on things that are more of value to them. And if it means that they have to spend money on a replacement part, that's fine. Our goal is that they remember the kindness or the help that we provided them, and that one day they come back and they do buy from us, whether that be one person or a whole business. That's our kind of our strategy and that's why the product team is constantly focusing on trying to develop information that is important to the consumer that it can possibly help them. And you can't force people to read stuff. I can't tell you how many stuff is returned with so much stuff returned every single month. And it, most of it is due to unwanted or misdiagnosed stuff. Here's the great thing about supply and demand. We take all that stuff back for free. You mess it up, we forgive you. We'll, we'll take it back. And we hope that if you have a problem, you buy something else from us. And that's what we're here for. We're here to actually help the consumer in the long end. We're not here to dock you because you messed up or try to take you and gouge you because we know we can do it because
0: we have some. OEM part. impart. If you get on our YouTube, we have a lot of videos that we're building to try to help you and uh, just show you how to clean a dishwasher, how to clean your stove, how to change out a condenser fan motor on a refrigerator. I mean, and that was something that Jake did, highly technical stuff, but we break it all down. We try to show you exactly how to do it. And then we try to give you the parts and tools so that you can you can do it yourself. Uh, we educate yourself. We want to empower you uh, with the knowledge. Uh, and then we want to give you the tools and the parts that can make it happen.
1: That's the point of Supply chain, is the It's the idea of uh, trying to put together marketing along with product and give the consumer an end result that saves them money, time, and they can buy more Christmas presents. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> the most important thing.
2: Totally, yeah. And we do have a really awesome customer service team. Yes. So when you do email in and ask questions, they'll be able to help you figure out what part you need. All you'll need to do is be like, hey, this is my model number. This is what I'm looking for and we'll find it for you
0: yeah help at supplyingdemand.org um you know what haley said i mean we do have a great customer service team uh it started with me and jake i mean just answering emails uh helping customers find their parts Uh, again going back to the youtube channel know your model number. It's a very helpful video that shows you exactly where to look on your appliance to find that model number because that's the first piece of information you need to make sure that you get a compatible part for your appliance. You know our goal really
1: is to continue to invest into uh, manufacturing, continue to invest into content marketing, um, and continue to build our SKU counts um, yearly over yearly and to make it to where people can find as easily, get the product easily, and possibly have the information they need to do the repair themselves easily. And so I think that's the future of where you know we wanna go with supply and demand. We just have a, a really well-sounded crew and third-party uh, network that we have put, built together over the last decade. And you, know, you can definitely trust supply and demand in that we're gonna deliver you a quality product And if there's anything that happens within the time you receive the item and to opening it and it's not to what you expected it to be, then by all means, we will take care of it.
2: One thing that I think I'd like to say about the brand is, honestly, I had no idea appliance parts had, like, such a big market like this. Yeah, like, when I first started here doing customer service, I was answering phone calls and emails. I was so surprised at the volume of, like just customer interactions we'd have all day. I was just like, what? I didn't know that there were so many appliance parts and there were so many people that needed them and stuff like that. It's like, it's just not something you think of on a day-to-day basis when your appliances are working.
0: Uh, Providing customers that over the years has really set up a great foundation for us to uh, take it to the next step, which was supply and demand. Finding the products that can help customers, not just helping them with information or technical know-how to get through it, actually adding to that and bringing in our own brand of appliance parts uh, that the customers can use and that will last. And if you have any problems, just hit us back up, like Jake said. Future-wise, where do you see the brand?
2: Hmm. I definitely see us as one of the bigger, if not the biggest, generic retailers like you said i would absolutely love to walk into a hardware store and see our products there one because it's always exciting to see something that like you've worked on kind of like a household name or like in a store sometimes i'll watch our youtube videos uh, at home and i'm like that's kind of neat <laughs> to watch that on like a
1: TV. my
2: tv at home a tv yeah it, looks yeah, good. <laughs> it does it's look so good. cool i did like, the same it's... thing <laughs> yeah okay good um yeah because it feels a little narcissistic, but in like a good way, like in, in a way that makes you proud of it. Sure.
0: Yeah, um, it's okay to be proud yeah. of what you created, yeah.
2: Absolutely. And um, I think like seeing our products in retail stores that you can walk into and oh. see it next to like big brand names is super, would be super, super cool. Yeah, I'd love to hit the next thousand with the youtube my goals this year for youtube were to hit our first thousand and then to hit a million views and we've already knocked that out and it's not even december yet yeah Man. um so it's like gotta think of a new goal with that which is just to keep producing more content and pushing that out the podcast was a goal that i didn't think we'd hit this year too I mean, and that came goal, together part,
1: part of the goal too is like, you know, We've been working with a service company too. Is, yeah, you know will we get this going. I don't know, but we would, I would love to. Is uh, you know we we have an idea where we want to basically offer the community here locally uh, free service calls and free repairs in exchange for us um, basically doing a video tutorial of how to do the repair. Yeah. And so we basically we, we follow around a uh, service crew. Um, and then basically they, they'll go into someone's home, they'll repair their refrigerator, their dryer, their washer, their oven. Narrate while they do it, whatever, tell us yeah.
2: what's going on.
1: We'll go in there, we'll bring a camera, we'll basically the, the let the customer know if the customer's interested in doing what we would call a, a video swap, such as, yeah. hey, we're going to do the repair for free in exchange for the video rights. Uh, then we can film you know obviously we would only film the appliance yeah and the technician involved but we would film everything and then we yeah. could uh hopefully whatever product we're fixing actually does have the ability to use a generic part uh, show mm-hmm. where we could do the repair and then a con- consumer or a customer could then watch the video see the repair and then be yeah. like oh my god that's what i need to have done and then there could be a link attached to the bottom of that, that would then take them to the product where they could then buy it. But also the video, if we were able to do the service in someone's home, it would show real time Mm -hmm. and what people would go through and things of that nature. You know, our objective is to kind of-
2: Be realistic. Real time
1: repair on what real happens, really happens and what really happens. It's, It's also a charitable thing in that we would be able to provide the community, especially those who maybe can't afford to do a repair. Yeah. We can provide the repairs to them in exchange for video rights. And then that process, not only would the customer get a free repair uh, and come away with a working appliance, but we would also come away with content that we could use. To help other people. And we're always open to like, you know, if you are a service company out there or uh, uh, a consumer out there that repairs your own stuff and you want to showcase, you know, your skills, but use a supply and demand product, then we have we, we are very interested in, uh, in contacting and reaching people of that sort that would like
0: to maybe receive a free product in exchange for content. No, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the future of supply and demand. And we just started supply and demand to provide practical uh Practical generic replacement parts for your appliance that are in demand, with the same integrity uh, and longevity, uh, if not better, uh, than your the OEM counterpart. So, um, and then we've consistently kept our customer service uh, pretty immaculate over this over the last decade, thanks in large part to. Uh, to the team that we have working there. And now we have the addition of Haley pushing uh, our marketing, getting our message out there, uh, supplying demands, uh, YouTube um, channel uh, with helpful videos to help you with some of our parts. But as Jake mentioned, we're hoping to expand on that uh, exponentially uh, over the next year uh, with um, affiliate programs and content programs to get more content to our viewers uh, so that you can see our parts in action uh, being installed uh, and go through the process with our technicians or with other technicians or do DIY because that's what we do we enable uh, DIY we empower our customers we want to give you the information and the products put it in your hands and and see you do it so yeah
1: and if you are a business or a customer of supply and demand, then uh, reach out to us and let us know if there's anything you're interested in seeing from us as far as like uh, product-wise or uh, video-wise or content-wise, and we can definitely look into possibly adding that to our uh, catalog of either content or product. You know, mm-hmm. We're constantly trying to uh, think about kits or uh, other things that may help you know, you in a kind of one-stop shop kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, if people have ideas about that, they're coming across like, man, I wish you guys would sell these two things together or offer these three things together. This whole kit would come together. You know, there's a couple of items out there that, that are sold like that, such as dryer, maintenance, repair kits and things of that nature. But,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, there's a lot of things that are not sold like that too. And so if people have ideas out there that they would like to see more of or that, they would say, you know, if if I, if you guys carried a generic of this, I would buy it all day, but then head uh, us up because we sometimes, we don't know if that's what's needed in the market. Sometimes it takes somebody to give us a little heads up or let us know. And, Fresh eyes. Yeah, and then that can possibly benefit everybody.
2: I, have really enjoyed working here and doing all the marketing and stuff for this and making videos. Um I did not go to school for marketing. So learning how to do <laughs> um I so didn't learning- go to school
0: for appliance repair. But <laughs> it's been it's, like, it's, like
2: yeah. Sometimes it's, it's not what learn. you choose,
0: it's what chooses you. And yeah. uh, you know, you just kinda you just kinda pick up and go. Uh you know, and 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 your skill set inside of you will make you great at whatever it is you're doing. So even though uh, I wasn't into appliance repair, didn't go to school for it, I still just had a joy of repairing things, fixing things. Um, so yeah, so it just it just kind of found me, and uh, and I used the best skills that I had to try to make this the best that it could be.
1: Well, and I don't think there is school for this kind of stuff. To be frank with you, yeah. I mean- Uh, give me a school where you can go learn how to be a YouTube influencer. I mean, come on. You know, some of this stuff is like, no. no, Yeah, yeah. you just have
2: to learn by watching. You
1: do, you learn by being involved and doing it. And then you develop develop it. As long as you like stay to the point of enriching yourself constantly with education, pushing yourself daily with wanting to learn more, wanting to be better you know, then, then you'll get no matter what you're doing. I think, you know, there's so many people go into something when they're young and to know what you wanna do when you're young sometimes is impossible.
2: Oh yeah. You know, when
1: you're 18, when you're 22, I mean, you have to pick something to do for the rest of your life. You know, you're really just putting together building blocks at that point. I yeah. feel we do that here every day. We're putting together building blocks for people to grow on. Lots of we just ask people to put your head down, go to work, and try to just be transparent and better. And you know, as long as they continue to do that, usually the education follows. Yeah. And then the development follows, and then we evolve into this or that, and and that's where supply and demand, to me, has kind of developed, is that a lot of stuff we do is extremely unique because. There was no school for it. Mm-hmm. It was basically like, you have to think of a concept to make this
2: work. Yeah, like, for me personally, like, I started here, like, doing emails and phone calls and customer service, and then I moved to working the storefront, and then I worked returns, and then I left for a little bit and was actually invited to come back, which was super cool. When I came back, I started doing, like, editing product photos. Yeah. And then I started getting into like You're packaging design. Other brand. Yeah, I was working with the other brand as well, which I still do. Um, so some days I'm working on like a YouTube video for an appliance part, and then some days I'm taking like food videos and things like that. Yeah, so it's a
1: very unique. Atmosphere it is. It is an incredibly
2: <laughs> unique atmosphere. So we try to keep it
0: fresh
2: (laughs) for sure and like the stuff that i do on a day-to-day basis or that i check on like every month it honestly is i feel like calling it just marketing is like too small of an umbrella because all (laughs) of the things that i've learned how to do it's my resume if i were to like update it would look crazy and so impressive and it's just like wow i learned all (laughs) of that just like
0: yeah. Coming just doing to work
2: it. and hanging out, yeah.
0: Yeah, just doing it. Like what Jake was saying, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta do it and then and then learn as you go and then figure out if you like it, figure out if it's what you want to pursue. And then if you do like it, well then it's not work because you enjoy doing it. You just do it. Just put your head down and continue doing it and make it better.
2: One joke that I like to make with Eric, who does like pricing and things like that, is because we share an office. He's doing hardcore math all day long. And then I'm over on the other side of the room and I'm like, I feel like I did arts and crafts all day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Eric likes doing the numbers. He He
2: does, he does. It's just so varied. He's
0: also an arts
1: and crafts guy because we've thought about this, which is a plug for the other brand. But you know, we've thought about doing things like
0: D and D boards. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Things.
0: That's very arts and crafty. It obviously. is. Yeah. And, so, and it's something uh, that he likes. So uh, yeah he likes it, if he likes it, someone else will like it, you know. And we're yeah. you know, we're um this Wednesday
1: we're gonna go down to a big facility in Atlanta and check out some uh, some manufacturing for doing our own printing.
2: Which um, is exciting. Which
1: that's exciting and we can use that for both brands. Um, yeah. and so, you know, that's a a super unique opportunity because one of the machines we're going to look at does what they call textured printing. And so, you know, if you want grain wood or stone or tile or anything like that, you want to fill it on the board. Oh. Yeah. And so when I was thinking about D&D boards,
2: oh for the terrain for and stuff. And
0: terrain. Yeah for exactly. the terrain are we about um, to start a D right, side right, business right i know i've
2: already that's been like asked it. when we're turning the podcast space into a D room <laughs> <laughs> yeah you never know right why not
1: why not i mean that's the that's the great part about innovation and like moving yeah and, stuff. and like you know supply and demand is obviously going to be focused on appliance repair and hvac and plumbing yeah. But you know, we have other brands and stuff uh, that we'd like to focus on other subjects. That are completely so,
2: different. Completely different. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's what makes it fresh, for sure. Yes. You know, supply and demand right now is working on a ton of HVAC stuff. So we got like HVAC group work on We're bringing in a whole bunch of heat um, things like uh, whether it's thermostats and fuses and sensors. And we got a lot of those coming out for the winter time here for our seasonal kind of push.
2: Yeah, if you subscribe and, to our email list, you'll yeah. be one of the first people to know about it. Yeah, so yeah. We have a
1: major uh, gas valve coming out that sells uh, like light lights out. That we're going to be able to knock the OEM right off their feet on it.
2: Heck yeah! And so
1: it's going to be uh, a will really help the consumer out big time and any businesses as well because
0: it will also have a ten percent
1: volume discount built into it
0: nice Haley put out a, an email this morning your winter home maintenance checklist just getting you ready because yeah. winter is coming
2: it sure so is
0: make sure you're prepared was that a
2: got?
0: was that a got? yeah a <laughs> right yeah there? that yeah. was a
2: game of thrones it's, the house, it's <laughs> the, yes. the house stark motto um but it's just so fitting because you know what winter is coming so is coming. he was right
1: and you better get your
2: HVAC you better yeah. You better get your it's house ready. Cold. You better yeah. flip those ceiling fan switches.
1: And like I said, we are up in Canada now, just pushing through there like a bulldozer. So like, you know, need HVAC stuff and you're up there like, where can I get this stuff? Or uh, who can I get a hold of to uh, get me some supplies for this stuff that I need?
2: It's supplying demand. Say,
1: supply and demand help at help yeah. We will get on it and get that stuff up there. And you'll have it in... Uh, you know, I don't know, 10 plus warehouses in Canada within a few months and then you'll be able to purchase it, have it not next day, within a few days at your doorstep. So, you know, that's our focus is uh, quick remedies, uh, cost effective.
2: Any closing thoughts on your guys' ins before I go ahead and read our outro?
1: I'm, uh, I'm good to go.
2: All right. Thank you for listening to the RepairCast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider following and leaving a rating or a like. As always, you can drop a comment or question to our email, podcast at org. Also, check the episode description for everywhere you can find us, including our website, Instagram, and YouTube. That's all for this week. We will see you next time. Peace.